Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at narrative or story-focused game and give our thoughts about them. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And joining us for today's episode, we have two special guests. First off, we have Josh. How's it going, Josh? It's going. It's going well. I'm here to talk about games, man. Here to talk about almost all of the games and also joining us is recurring guest michael how's it going oh it is lit my family how are you on this oh, blessed man almost christmas day michael it is my family can i ask how Please you like feel them. that you're introduced second uh well i mean not happy about it obviously but you know colby needed this win I mean, so. I was going to say, I mean, honestly, I did not expect to be introduced first, but uh, I humbly accept the gracious gift. Thank you. I did it in alphabetical order. Come on. Like, oh, that's okay. not, there's no preference A, here. I make no B, judgments on this podcast about the people, C, just about the video games. L, M, L. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Uh, so Is anything today, past D? I don't know, man. <laughs> Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting to be the end of a decade. It's getting to be the end of the year. It's the holidays. So also we didn't have a lot of time to play a game if we had wanted to. So we are going to jump on the bandwagon and do a little bit of a you know, a recap of, of games that we have played um, primarily over the last decade and games that have kind of, you know, shaped our worldview, games that have stuck with us, games that have kind of changed the way we look at games, games that have just really had a huge impact. Um, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a celebratory podcast, and then we'll have a, a couple of, you know, fun little categories that we might dip into now and then that kind of break that mold a little bit, just to kind of give us more platforms to talk. But first, we are going to focus on one game each one of us played in 2019, because when we were sitting down, we realized a lot of us did not play new games this year uh, outside of Duncan and I, and we talked about most of them on the podcast. So they we each found expensive. one game that we can talk about and kind of, you know, just just give a little bit of a shout out to that probably won't make it anywhere else on the list. So who wants to who wants to start with that? Who wants to start just kind of giving us some feelings about a game? I know you, know, you can't I'll, hear it, but I'm touching my nose. Oh, man. That, oh, I mean, I introed. I don't have to by law. <laughs> I was fully ready for the awkward silence. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it just so I can have a shot at stealing Alex's. There's literally a 0% chance because you have not played mine, but go for it. Oh, man. I know what yours is now. Okay. Um, I played, I played, I think I played three 2019 games this year Outer Worlds, <laughs> Planet Zoo, and Slay the Spire. And of those three, I played Slay the Spire quite a lot. And that's. What's your hour count? Hit me with your hour count on that. Oh, uh, let me. Oh, jeez. Let me bring it up. I think I'm at 80 or so, 80 to 90. Well, yeah. All right, respectable. If it makes you feel better, you are at about I think right around where my mom tapped out on the game. So I don't know how I, that like kind of puts it into perspective. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wow. No way, that can't be true. The fire. That is one hundred percent correct. Oh my wow. god! Yo, I was really just mom- thinking. I, I have seen like Alex playing that game almost every night. You don't. My hour count is probably closer to three hundred on that bad boy. I'm twenty six. <laughs> Well, you know, your mom has surpassed me with her gamer energy. <laughs> My mom is a better gamer than Duncan. <laughs> I didn't know your mom was such an OG man. Yeah, <laughs> Slay the Spire often described as OG gamers only. What's, of what's course, what's the, what's I the Slay lied. the Spire? It's why do you love it so much? hours? Why do you love Slay the Spire hours. so much? Why why do I play it? Yeah, why do you love what? it so much? Because it's just something I can sit down with at the end of the night and just you know 
crank out a game and inevitably lose after 40 minutes or so and get frustrated and say, oh, man, I'll just, you know, the fucking Ironclad is busted anyway. I'll play another one. <laughs> and then I'll just cycle through the three characters indefinitely, and I love it every single time. It's a nice little thinky game, but you don't have to think too much. There's surprising depth to it if you really want to get into it. You know, it, this can be something that you don't really think about and you just kind of throw out your cards all fast, but if you want to get technical and do the math, you can kind of just figure out the optimal way to play. And it's just something yeah. that I've really come to enjoy this year. Um, and I've just stole it off Alex's account, so I should probably <laughs> give them some money. But yeah, oh, it's man. just something I've really enjoyed. So uh, For reference, Slay the Spire is a roguelike uh, roguelike single player deck builder game that I think we've mentioned before in the podcast. I didn't want to get into it too much, but I do have a question for you because you and I have both played a bunch of that game. When you play it, do you play it with like the actual in-game music or do you just pop open Spotify and just sort of relax to whatever you feel like listening to? Oh man, I actually like the in-game music. Really? And, okay. And I listen to it every single time. Yet, like, yet you muted Near Automata's soundtrack. <laughs> well, and we will not drop it. <laughs> Maybe maybe I don't deserve to have that one let go. <laughs> I earned that you mantle. You muted the game for the most emotional moments. We're going to a concert for it. It's all the same. We I all forgot. Liked it I muted the one uh, annoying song, and then I just didn't uh, notice the rest of the game. These no, things happen. That's, that's good, because um, when I play it, I definitely did that for, for a while. And I, I found lately that Slay the Spire is a... Like, if I'm stressed or if I just have, like, time to kill, it's a really good game to play and just, like, turn off the music and throw on a podcast and sort of relax because, like, you know, you can think a lot. And part of the reason that I haven't won a lot of runs lately is because I'm not thinking. I'm just sort of playing it and having a good time with listening yeah. to a podcast. But I feel like it's almost the ideal game for that type of thing. Yeah, I would highly agree. And that's why I've come to enjoy it because I, you know been working a lot this year and been running around a lot and it's just nice to come home and sit down and take my pants off and play Slay Sounds the Spire. Sounds like a Workin's Man game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, the beautiful thing that just happened right there is I leaned on my microphone cord and it came unplugged so I stopped hearing things so all I heard was Michael say, yeah, I completely agree because take my pants off and play that game. Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, That's what it boiled down to. <laughs> Michael, you want to popcorn someone else in? Okay, I'm going to popcorn Duncan. All right, baby. Thank you. Um, I've been popcorned, and now I'm going to give my 2019 game. <laughs> this is a status update this for everyone good. listening. Exactly. Wow, thanks, <laughs> man. Supposed to do popcorn. In this essay, I will describe. Tag <laughs> <laughs> um, me in that Facebook post, bro, please. <laughs> the 2019 game that I kept cycling back to that I just, like, it just kept me thinking it kept me coming back was devotion we talked about it on this mm. podcast so i'm not going to delve into it too deeply but it is it's a perfect horror game it's my absolute favorite horror game of all time it just it hit me in the right ways at the right times and red candle games was just like a beautiful studio the visuals in that game and like the story and the way it flowed are just like super important to me and uh i really love it and that's 
about all I have to say about it to keep it kind of formal. If you want to hear us hear me talk about it more and hear Alex and Joshua talk about it more, you can check out the podcast episode on it. But I, I, I was between that and Risk of Rain 2 because I played a lot of Risk of Rain 2 mm, and fair. I really enjoyed that game. Roguelike, you know, fun shooter. Um, the items keep it really fresh. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's another kind of one of those games where I feel the same as you're talking about with uh, Slay the Spire, except I think it's a little bit more involved than that, but it is yeah. sort of a, like, for me, kind of kick back, play some Artificer, and uh, get my ass handed to by a bunch of mobs. Because <laughs> eventually you're going to lose. So it doesn't make me feel bad. Like, I got outplayed. I just think the game's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, uh, like a true gamer. Yeah. That's a really good pick. Uh, Devotion is a fantastic game. I highly recommend um, both our episode on it and Josh did a stream where he played through the whole thing, so you can check that out. We'll plug his stream somewhere at the end. Yeah, um, I did. And that that's a great game, and it is uh, still, I think, the saddest thing in like the sale of video games that you can't buy that game yeah. currently. It's um, it's it, just the whole story of it, and like the, I mean, if you think about it, like at the time, I didn't know anything about like the tension between um between the countries and stuff like that so like learning about it through that after the event of it getting taken down and then like all the stuff that's been happening recently i don't know it's kind of mm. a it just holds a high cultural significance for me in 2019 and i really enjoy it yeah. Yeah, really like a great tragedy, I would say, of like 2019, honestly, because I still think about that from time to time. Like, I'll go back to the page and see if it's up yet or not, and it's just not. Yeah. And it's so sad because you know so much time and effort went into that game, mm-hmm. and it produced this great game, and then just people can't enjoy it anymore. But I will yeah. say I'm very happy to hear that they are still going to work on games, and I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Uh, Popcorn yes. Josh. All right. My game... Of the year 2019, most of my games I've been playing this year have been games that came out, like, came out, obviously, in years past. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really buy a whole lot of new games. But the game that I've been playing most of recently, and I actually haven't even heard somebody say the name before, but it's (laughs) Noita. It's Noita? (laughs) What? Noita? I I watched you. Is it Australian? on stream, yeah. Yeah, I I watched you play it on the stream for a little bit. Honestly, it's a game that, like, I've been thinking about a lot recently. It's one of those games that really just gets in your head as, like, you go throughout the day and you're like, man, I really what, what is get it? another run of that game. So it's a procedurally generated, or I guess that's the right way, like, when, when worlds are, like, randomly generated. That's yeah. how you say that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so randomly generated uh, dungeon? I don't want to say dungeon crawler. It's not a, I guess it's a roguelike. I don't really play that many roguelikes, so maybe it's a roguelike. Do you die <laughs> and then yeah. start from the beginning? Yes. Okay, that's a roguelike, baby. Oh my, I always told myself I want to get into roguelikes. <laughs> <laughs> but now I like this game. Okay. Rogue-like so yeah, really procedurally good. generated roguelike. I guess I guess is uh it is what it is. But uh so yeah, so picture like uh you know, if you've played or seen it's you know, sixteen bit like Terraria, two D. Um and basically you're just going down into a cave and looking for wands. It's all based around all these wands and potions, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you're basically just trying to get through the levels, get through these different areas. And I haven't even beat the game yet, but I'm still thinking it's my favorite game of 2019 because it's wow. just like there's so many different things and like different co- combinations of spells and different combinations of uh, like things around the world. Like one of the main aspects of the game is – uh, when you scroll over something with your cursor, you see what it is. So, like, you'll scroll over the ground, you'll see its ground. You scroll, you scroll over some like, uh, 
some, some like fog in the air and you'll see like, oh, that's like toxic gas. Like I can't mm-hmm. go into that. Mm-hmm. And all these different, you know, uh, things interact with each other and like actually like pretty interesting, interesting ways for this game being an alpha as it is. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's in alpha and it has it's like fully fleshed out in my mind. I mean, obviously they're still building on it. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. element combining like like fog with like a mysterious fog or a gas with fire would like cause an explosion or something stupid like Yeah, that. yeah, stuff like yeah. that. I couldn't think all of, of like, elements. Yeah. yeah, it's like all the element stuff. Yeah. You know? I uh that kind of reminds me of uh cool. anyone play like Magicka, I think it was called. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Magicka was extremely good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should put that one down on this list. I should add an 18th game to my <laughs> list of games think, I want to talk about. I actually about. think that game was bit before 2010. Uh, it might but have been. But there was a Magicka 2. I played it in 2010. Yes. But, uh, that's true. Didn't play that one. I don't one know if I ever played Magicka. I should look into that. You would like it, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess the biggest selling point of that game, if you want to look into it, is like, if you ever played those sand games as a kid, like the sand flash games where you just like pour oh, sand. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. If you like those games, you'll like this game because it's like so <laughs> similar looking to that. <laughs> That's cool. But it's also like very brutal. Like you will that die. Is... You'll get so far and die. And it's just immediate. And it's like, well, restart. That's a roguelike, wow. baby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, I got bad news for you, Colby. You like roguelikes. <laughs> I didn't want to, honestly. Like, Why? I thought in my head multiple times. What's your opposition towards them? Why are you like, oh, I don't want to get into roguelikes? I don't, it's just something about the fan base, to be honest. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never, I haven't found the, the fan base for various roguelikes to be pretty consistent. I found very, very different reactions to different games. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's just the fact that every time somebody mentions a roguelike, they're always like, oh, it's another roguelike. They always say, it's another mm. roguelike. So another maybe it's just like that. Another game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Narcos. negative connotation there, like yeah. maybe it's kind of turned me off to that genre, but hmm. I don't know. I'm I mean, liking them now. Interesting. Hey, we had two roguelikes yeah. of these four, so. Actually, well, three. Three, because, yeah, three. Uh, Risk oh, of Rain 2. Yep. Wow, I'm the only one that's not bringing a roguelike, and I'm bringing something that is vaguely similar. So Quick, change damn. your answer. <laughs> okay. All right, popcorn, Alex. All right. Uh, so I have one that I want to shout out real quick that I don't actually, I'm not going to talk about because I haven't beaten it, and also because I think we're going to do a podcast on it, which is The Outer Wilds, um, which I, at this point I have talked about it, I think, on the games we were playing in 2019 episode a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. um, briefly, and I then I took a long break because it was an incredibly cool game and I wanted to talk to somebody about it, and I didn't know anyone who was playing it. Um, but now I know people who are playing it, so I've gotten back into it, and it's... Uh, it's such a unique and incredible um, and cool thing that I don't want to talk about too much right now because I want everyone on this call to play it and I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but I just definitely wanted to give it a shout out. But continuing that vein, um, w- another game that I played in, in 2019 that I actually really ended up liking way more than I expected to was Remnant from the Ashes. Um, Remnant from the Ashes was kind of a... It was basically pitched as... Dark Souls-esque with guns and also co-op. Um, and it was really that last part that sold it for me. So it's, you know, a third-person shooter. Um, you know, it's got a pretty high difficulty spike. It takes place in kind of a couple of different environments. Um, there's a loose bit of story tying it all together um, that I don't think is particularly good. And I think all the voice acting and writing is also particularly bad. Um, but it feels really, really, really good to play. The uh, movements are really snappy. The guns all feel really good to fire. You have to feel kind of you know, tactical in the way that you approach it. Um, but the reason that I ended up liking it so much was... Um, as I had mentioned in the um, What Are You Playing in 2019 episode, I really like playing through these kind of 
punishing FromSoft Dark Souls-esque games with my brother, um, and we play through them, uh, you know, we'll just be on a call playing through them single player at the same time, and kind of turning it into a co-op experience, even though our games aren't interacting with each other at all. Um, and this was literally just the perfect convergence of that, where it's like, hey, what if we just let you both play in the same world? You can play, you know, up to four people co-op in the same world and go through and it just scales the difficulty based on the number of players and it it was such a fun experience to have that very from soft feeling of walking into a room and seeing a boss for the first time and then just dying 20 times in a row against him making incremental progress every time and then eventually winning but doing that with somebody else like a hundred percent of the time in a game that is designed for that it managed to nail that feeling in a way that I didn't expect it would be able to, in a way that I kind of figured it would just be way easier or it'd be, you know, too easy to cheese or it just wouldn't be as satisfying. Um, and I think for that reason alone, I wanted to give it a shout out. Admittedly, I never beat it because for all of the absolutely phenomenal design aspects of that game, the final boss is literal dog shit. It's just not fun. It's way too difficult. It was bugged for a long time, but it's not difficult in the like, oh man, it's just like dodging is really hard. It's difficult in the like, hey, you need to kind of have the specific loadout or this fight will take you like two hours. And it's just, it's there's absolutely nothing about that fight that I think is even mildly good. Um, but you know, you can, you know, it's also, it's a procedurally generated game. So you can just re-roll a new world when you get to the final boss. You don't really need to beat the game and then you can just start over. Um, so it was a, it was a good game. And Sounds I wanted like to, just a really to a long out. roguelike. It is basically an extremely <laughs> yeah, really long roguelike. That. Yes. Um, I, I, I really like the kind of like one more again, but with a friend kind of thing. And that's what I found mm -hmm. too in Risk of Rain, where it's like, let's just, like, this is a very difficult thing. We have like some certain goal in mind. One more again. And I, I love yep. that when games can do that with, you know, when you have someone to play it with. And I think you found that in that game as well. Yeah. And it, it made for a great experience that I'm incredibly happy. I'm very excited to see what that studio ends up doing next. Um, and hopefully at some point they will make a patch that fixes the final boss so i'll go back and beat the game but not yet so what are you gonna do hmm. um all right so i think that is all of our 2019 games that we wanted to highlight <sighs> or that is one of the 2019 games for each of us so now we get to jump into games of the decade games from 2010 until 2019 oh lordy i was picking out for speaking, most of that so <laughs> Guys, it's me, 15-year-old me. I know it's rough to say that I was 15 years old in 2010, but oh my god. Oh, it's oh boy. Me. Oh. It's 17-year-old Duncan. This I really oh. hope that 25-year-old me is very successful and has a podcast that has 25,000 downloads an episode. That would be swell. <laughs> it's me, 2010 Michael. Have you guys heard of ska music? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> oh, he's still the same rude boy as always. I'm sorry to anybody who's ever aged. <laughs> Just enough said on that. So, like we said, we're going to kind of... Uh, it'll be sort of freeform, go through and just kind of talk about games that have had a significant impact, kind of how we feel about them, you know, how they may have changed us. If other people played them, kind of, you know, get get a get a feel for where they are um, and then throw in some other fun categories along the way um, I mean, and, and sort of go from there. It's really about wanna... emotional, like, and that, I don't guess not full emotional impact, but like ways that they've kind of like 
shaped us or our views on the world. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want this to be like a top things, like top games, because mm. I think when we talked about it, that's not what we wanted to do. So I wanted to solidify no, yeah. that as what we're doing here. Games that have had an impact on us, like a significant impact in some particular way, not just this game was really good. I liked this game a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless that led to something else, in which case, that's fine. Roll with it. I mean, um, a lot of these are probably on my top games of the, the decade. Still, yeah, but most of them. But anyways, games that were disappointments, games that were bummers, games that did not work for you in the last decade. Um, again, starting off with kind of a negative energy. But you know what? We've had two positive energy on this podcast. Let's, yeah, let's tear something down, down for a little bit. How many Final Fantasies came out? Put them on there. Prize in Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, okay. um, who wants to start with this one? Well, uh, you had the popcorn last. Yeah, yeah. I did get popcorned in last, so I'm gonna say popcorn Michael. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Because oh, you brought man. it up, so deal with it. Oh, life is terrible. I quit the podcast. Oh, okay. I assume there's a severance package. Popcorn dunk. <laughs> <laughs> My bummer award. Um I have two two mentions. And I really, one was super recent and the other one, not so much. Mm-hmm. First one, mm-hmm. recent one, I think is most relatable for everyone in this call is Kingdom Hearts 3. What? Mm. <laughs> God, I, I just, don't understand. I, just, I don't understand. We love it, Duncan. It's the Listen perfect game. We, I, it's just, it was just so boring. And I feel like the criticism that they could have taken and like everything that has been said about the game it's just like they could have flipped it into anything else, and it's just so homogenized with all the Disney stuff, and I just wish they'd have fun with it. I just wish that Kingdom Hearts would just come out of the closet and admit that they're just fucking wacky, you know, that they're just ridiculous. Instead, they try I and be just... deep, and I just can't take it. I don't no, love it. I think it's... they really missed the boat on having every character voiced by Jim Carrey. Yeah, and oh, um, if only. <laughs> my, second, my second one would be uh, Star Fox Zero. I'm... I love Star Fox wow. games, but uh, mm. the one for the Wii U, uh, fucking trash. I spent $60 on it. The really bad choice of my life, and I could only get through like two or three levels. It was... Did you ever play the GameCube one? Love I really was just I ask loved that, that one. Love I was just going to ask. Assault, okay. not Adventure. Curious. Not Adventure, though. That's not what I the think Adventure was the one. Is, is that the one with the dinosaurs where you're yeah. on the ground? Yeah, but Assault yeah. Assault is great. I love Assault. But um, okay. yeah, the one for the Wii U sucks shit. It's just like trying to be <laughs> the N64 one, and it's just bad. It's terrible, and I hate it. Ooh. And uh, that's it. I, I just really wanted to just pile Star Fox Zero just into the ground. And I, I'm, yeah, no, no. T- yeah. Star Fox Zero is pure rage. Kingdom Hearts 3 is disappointment. Like, I'm like, oh, baby, honey, you could have been so much better. You could have been anything. But instead, you're that. I remember being like... depressed about the videos of Star Fox. So, you know, you actually <laughs> bought the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I didn't have a you know, I, 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 I'm going to burn my cigarette on Kingdom Hearts 3 as I'm disappointed Whoa! in it. Whoa! Jeez. You got Good to. Good lord, Duncan. Just they right into it up its that palm. trailer, man. That sick banger at the beginning, and then the game starts. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then fucking Hercules is throwing you across the world to save a little girl that you don't even get to actually save. Anyways, uh, uh, I'm going to pass it over to Michael now for real this time. You better, for have something. you better have something, you little nerd. I got a couple. I got a couple. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bully energy, and I can't release it. You got, you got oh my such gosh. a bully energy so quickly. The, my biggest waste of money. I spent 70, like, two Ooh. Canadian dollars on Warhammer 40k3, 
And oh man! It was... Why would you do that in the year of 2019? Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, we had such hope. We had such uh, hope. You, I guess was that this year? No, no, that was 2018, I think, right? Oh, 2018, okay. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you know, we I had spent so much of my youth playing the first Warhammer RTS and mm. just loving it. Just, you know, I would always play the Necron, which was the most bullshit they race. They were fucking broken. They were so they broken. They were so broken. They were the worst, and I loved them because it was easy, and I'm bad at RTSs. And I thought, mm. you know what? I'm older now. I'm in my mid-20s. I'm ready for another Warhammer 40k RTS. I'm ready to love again. And it turned out to be some bullshit MOBA with heroes that was bad and imbalanced and just, it, I, I wanted to refund my money. In fact, I think Brandon did refund his money. I mean, I heard nothing but extremely negative things about that game. It was the most broken piece of garbage that they just stopped updating, I don't know, like six months in, because they're like, oh, yeah, no, we realize this is unfixable, and everybody's sad, and everyone got their money back. So yeah, they tried. They were like, hey, RTSs aren't doing hot right now. We want to keep the spirit alive to move on to something else, and they just, oh, boy, they missed the mark. They really phoned it in. And then the other one that I had that, you know, everyone kind of said, so this is no surprise, uh, was ukulele, and mm. I... I was a child of the Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. I loved Rare games, That's right? a good one. I didn't think of that. I yeah. didn't either. That's true. And, you know, I actually picked it up this year um, when it was on sale because I was like, eh, you know, the reviews were bad, but maybe I'll still enjoy it. And it turns out I should have listened to the reviews. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, that's the I, one. I, 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 I think I, what didn't make my list because I didn't actually, like, play it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of watched a couple, a bit of it, and I'm like, that's, this is not for me. Yeah, but like every every th- I I love platformers. I still love platformers, and I was like, oh, this will be fun gameplay. But it just lost all of the charm that Banjo Kazooie had. You know, you could tell they were trying too hard on those little pieces, the pages that were supposed to be jiggies, and you know, all these other things that you pick up. Um, yeah, it's it's just just like fitting a too big foot in a too small shoe. Like it just it just didn't work. Go play a hat in time yeah. instead. I know you have. I have, and that one is great. Yeah, that's a good game. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's it for my two. Uh, Popcorn, Alex. All right. So I was having trouble thinking of some that weren't just going to be ones other people said. Um, So I kind of went with spirit as opposed to the letter of the category. So instead of picking two games, um, first... I just have listed Bioware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Enough this, said. Uh, this, this card just says Bioware on it. I don't know who this award goes to. I don't know. <laughs> uh, honestly, starting from like Mass Effect 3, which is a game that I still loved, um, but by the end of it was like, they're really kind of losing some of the chops that felt like they had in the second one. You know, I'm not as much angry about the ending as other people were. I just think some of the stories wrapped up really well and some of them wrapped up really cheesy. Um, and then pretty much every single game they put out after that, I like either dipped my toes in and immediately didn't enjoy it or like didn't even want to dip my toes in it because like Mass Effect Andromeda was a broken mess that didn't have a good core of a game. And Anthem is just like, was also a broken mess. And they've basically just said, we're not really going to try and fix it anymore. There's nothing we can do. Uh, I played one or two of the Dragon Age games briefly. Um, luckily, I didn't buy them. Other people did. I just like was like, I'll play this for a few hours, see if I'm into it. And just every time, I was like, nope, this isn't good. So, like, 
I'm still going to be hopeful every time Bioware announces a new game. I'm still going to hope this is the one that turns it around, but whew, not not a great decade for Bioware after Mass Effect 2. Um, and then the second one, uh, this one is even more spirit as opposed to letter. I just have this one titled The Lack of Us, which is just, it was very disappointing to me that we didn't get The Last of Us 2 any time in this decade because the mm. first one came out, I think like... 2012? 2012 2013, right? Somewhere around there. And we've kind of known the second one has been in development for like four or five years now. Uh, And then to have it like, oh, so close. Oh, so close. I think it was announced to come out in like... I think initially it was speculated it would come out like late November and then got pushed out to 2020. Uh, And it it just kind of bummed me out a little bit that they didn't didn't manage to sneak that one out because that's a large portion of the reason I bought a PS4 and now it's like, oh, I guess I just did not need to do that. (laughs) I could have just waited for the PS5. Um, So that that was a little disappointing as well. The pizza maker. (laughs) Okay. You haven't haven't seen the shape of it? No, I haven't seen. Is it oh. like? Is it shaped like a pizza maker? Hold on, pause real quick. What is a pizza maker? Pa- pa- everyone, look up the PS5 real quick. Or I'll, I'll, okay. I'll look it up, but everyone in the audience. Oh, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, it's the V, perfect pizza cooker. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a I perfect know. fucking pizza yeah. cooker, dude. Oh, and let me. I'm gonna link this in the Discord. Oh right, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I have go. no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no, now, I'm is kidding. that a real one or is that a dev kit? Um, because the, the dev one. kit for I the PS4 the, looked fucking wild too. I, I think it's the real one. Maybe it's wrong. Weird V, console. but I know that if it's not, oh I'm still into it. I still think it looks kind of futuristic. I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's like cool. It, yeah, but uh, just like uh, Elon Cybertruck, I fucking love the Cybertruck. I mean, you got that for heating your pizzas. You got the new Xbox they just announced. That's your fridge. Yeah. Console commentary. Popcorn Josh. Popcorn Josh. Okay, I have a, uh, you know, two things I actually was just thinking about. Um, Let's also be fair, you don't have to have something for this category. Not like you particularly, but going forward, like if you don't have something, then don't, it's fine. Yeah, just yeah. shut the fuck up and move on. Alex is looking at the timer about... and getting fucking nervous. Okay, okay, <laughs> no, I'm, just, two, I'm looking at what things, else I have for the rest of these categories and getting nervous. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of games to talk about. Okay, two quick things. First thing, okay. Um, one, two, switch. Big bummer. Oh, mm. I saw that in your Big switch case bummer. when we were in in uh in in Michigan, and I'm like, why does he have this? Big bummer. That's a forty dollar game. I played it like for an hour, and I got everything from it, and I was sad. Hold okay? on. What, what is it? You could have done so much with that game. It's like a. What is it? It's like a launch. Sorry, it's like a launch title of like bad mini games, essentially. Oh boy, that yeah. don't work very well. I think well. using a lot of motion controls, basically, right? Was it supposed to be yeah. like the Wii Sports thing, which was fucking dope? Yeah, except but, it yeah. didn't come yeah. with the Wii. You had to buy it yourself. You just you had to buy it forty dollars, <laughs> and they weren't that good. So right. I don't know if they were doing that, but you know, it, it was brushed under the carpet because Breath of the Wild was released with it. Yeah, you know, whatever. Okay, it was a still big deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Second big bummer. For me personally, uh, I'll just throw this one out there. Uh, every scary game I bought for the entire decade. Oh, wait. Wow. Oh, well, you didn't buy it. Hang on. Because I can't play them. <laughs> 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 
Why do I keep spending money on scary games that I can't play? <laughs> oh, Josh, I love you so much. Oh, I bought Outlast. I bought coming. Outlast. Let's, let's look at the time plate. 70 minutes. <laughs> didn't even finish it. Holy cow. I played Alien Isolation. Three hours. That's a lie. That was mostly in the menu. Okay. <laughs> it's just a big bummer. Why do I keep doing that? That was just oh, me trying man. to hype myself up. I can't watch. <laughs> wow. That's, Just had to bring wow. that up. That's amazing. That my That's beautiful. Thank it's you. very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, a, what are we talking oh, about Lord. next? That's great. Century uh, games. Let's, let's decade games. <laughs> decade or century. It, technically, these are games that were released in the century. Um, let's just let's start talking about these. Who's got? Who, who wants to go first and just kind of give us an idea of like a game and how it how it shaped you or how it impacted you or did something like that. I, I felt an extreme teacher trying to get somebody to present vibe when I did that one. They're like, yeah. Who yeah. wants to go first? Come on. It's easy to get it out I was shrinking into my seat as you said that. Man, I'm I was picking. shrinking into doing, my seat as I said Doing that, I'm a, I, I teach adult, you know, people uh, software. And as an, as. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Adult people. I, I okay. Teach, okay, I teach adults. <laughs> Whatever. I teach adults, and, and having to do that to adults is the fucking worst. Oh yeah, can someone God. can someone answer this review question, please? Come on. God, that you sounds miserable. All right, you do. Since it. I'm talking, you do it. Now. Since I'm talking, I guess I'll, I'll do. I'll go first here. Yeah. Um. So, my first one that I wrote down, and I feel like it is something that I put in this list before anything else because it has an importance to me that is kind of like the game has little to do with it but the mm-hmm. experience behind it and what it brought me is so much higher and that would be life is strange one uh oh strike that one from my yeah list. sorry it is. i knew i knew i'd, I'd fucking no, swipe this fine. one in your rug it's i almost put that as a bummer sure. as a joke yeah. oh, that would have been wow. amazing <laughs> i mean i put this on my list because it is, first of all, like, a great narrative. It helped me kind of, like, put myself in the shoes of, like, other characters because I think the nature of it and it being a choice-based game and it kind of, like, being half mundane and half supernatural, like, got me interested in more, like, sort of, like, light drama content. Like, at its roots, Life is Strange seems like a CW show, but, like, when you really get mm. down to it, it's 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 pretty amazing. So... Uh, you can listen to our whole Life is Strange series if you really wanted to like listen to us talk about that. But the reason I really wanted to bring it here and the reason why I couldn't not talk about it is because it is what brought Alex and I together to, you know, kind of like do this podcast. And the games that have chained upon this podcast of me like getting to play and, you know, learning about it and understanding and thinking about it in an analytical way has brought me a lot of like satisfaction in a way that you know like playing games typically did not and opened my mind up to being like okay i just have to finish a game and that's just overall yeah. our podcast but like this feels like you know when we sort of like started discussing this game because you told me to play it um it 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 just solidified that in a really special way that i will probably never forget so it has to be my number one here it has to be the thing Quality I mentioned first. So I'm tearing up also, here. Also, we were really, really, really bad at staying in touch before we started the podcast. This is so true. It helped a lot with that. Too. Yeah, and I, I'm so thankful that I was, like, through that friendship 
and uh, introduced to this particular friend group of these people that are in this call because uh, I really appreciate it all. So sort of a sappy thing, but also like really important to me. And I'm happy that this game was a touchstone for us to kind of get together and start this. No, honestly, like if these games didn't exist, think about the last decade. Would we have kept this much in touch? Like, oh, yeah. I was I was talking to um, to Alex about this as like one of the one of the lasting impacts of um, like games that you've stuck with over the last decade. And there's only like one game that I've stuck with for the whole decade, and that's League of Legends. And that's how I've mm-hmm. stayed in touch with you guys for the last ten years because we've gone our separate ways. You know, we've gone to different universities. We've moved across the country several times. You know, and it's just moved to other countries. Yeah, it's just it's crazy to think about how there are these things that can just unite us despite distance. And it's not just like you know writing a letter once a year, or you know, you know, that's a shout out to Dane, or uh, <laughs> or or just doing a phone call every month or so. It's like no, no, no. We play games together almost every night and it's that is the one thing that i am probably like most thankful for in this life right mm-hmm. is something like that so Thank i do you, reggie. i mean <laughs> <laughs> reggie made league right yeah he made all yeah. games. i'm sure he did he made all, all games famously the only game developer okay cool, cool, cool. uh yeah no i mean i that is i i 100 echo both of those sentiments um everything duncan said with life is strange um exactly the same and also it introduced me to a bunch of dope new music mm-hmm. um but also again and, and this will be kind of I, I expect this will be a theme of us talking about games that have impacted us through the course of the decade of like games have something about them provides a sense of togetherness that you don't get in a lot of other ways and i think it's because it is like I mean, it's very easy to just be like, hey, like it feels like hanging out with somebody in another room because you're just focused on something and you're shooting the shit and you're having a good time. But also it provides like a jump off point to then be like, OK, well, we're done playing games like, hey, as long as I have you here in this Discord call, I wanted to chat with you about this. So it's it's like a phone call, but has direction to it in a weird sort mm, of way. Yeah. Um, and they it's uh, I echo that sentiment so much because I don't know what I would have done if, if unable to stay in touch with everybody through, through games. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Who wants to follow that? <laughs> wow, we went hard on the first game. Yeah. Well, well, look, these are games that impacted us over the decade. I don't think we'll go soft on any of them. There's gotta be a There has to be, Alex. <laughs> Come on, man. Alex, I can't go no, soft. We'll go soft on mine. We can go soft on mine. Yeah, go, soft. go for it. Okay. Because mine, mine I'm grouping together kind of a few things. So, um, okay. Basically, I just want to talk about how I've gotten into fighting games over the past decade yeah. and how that's like actually made me do things that I wouldn't normally do. So I've been playing a few games. Uh, I would say it all started off with Tekken 7. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we'll say Tekken 7. I mean, it's really okay. been this last year, past couple of years, maybe three years. But uh, Tekken 7, I really got into that game and really enjoyed it. I mean, I did not expect to get into a fighting game. I, maybe it's just because of the game looked so good and i was like oh my gosh that that looks amazing and i guess you know now i'm just like thinking about it more and more like literally <laughs> right now in the moment <laughs> i just i just want to go play well, a i didn't game. actually think about this point before i started <laughs> yeah, talking. i didn't it's one of those no i did um but like yeah i played tekken back when i was a kid like renting it from the video store right and i remembered playing that game so i picked it up really got into it really enjoyed it actually got a fighting stick like a fight stick 
and like really went hard on that for a little while. I mean, I still enjoy playing it here or there. That eventually led into Dragon Ball Fighters, which you know I enjoyed with Alex and uh, Duncan here a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Alex, I mean Duncan. I don't know if he enjoyed it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't like getting dunked on. <laughs> You didn't get, like, hey, slapped yeah. around. We have an entire trunk of beautiful quotes that one of the three of us have yelled while angry. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I fucking I love that game, especially with the whole Poetry. Dragon Balls that we had. Amazing, amazing. Sorry, oh, not yep. good podcast material. Poetry comes out of Duncan's mouth when he's raging at the end of a set. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave this podcast uh, real quick, please. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, that also has led into most recently Smash Ultimate that I've been playing a lot. Um, but getting into more fighting games is definitely like, like I said, I've been doing things that I haven't been, like, that I wouldn't normally do, right? So I've been going to, like, a few tournaments here or there, locals, meeting new people, uh, joining discords that I wouldn't, like, normally get into. It's, it's definitely been really cool. And I would say, like, that genre alone and those, like, even just those three games have... Like, I would have never thought, like, at the beginning of the decade, because at the beginning of the decade, what was I playing? I was playing, like, you know, Call of Duty, like, all the time. Like, I was not doing anything like Just this. some real baby shit. <laughs> Just real baby shit. <laughs> um, and, like, never would have thought I would have gotten to this stuff. Never even knew it really existed. Like, I don't know. We didn't have Twitch back then, right? We didn't have Twitch or, like, YouTube wasn't as big. So, like, how would you figure out how, – how would you ever find out about this stuff? But, like, now that I'm there – it's totally awesome. It's opened my mind and like my world to this wholly different, totally different, like social group and like style of games. And I, I don't know. That's that's probably the stuff that I've changed my mind on the most over the decade. Mm. And that like, I really like that. Yeah, that's pretty that's much really it. Good. Yeah, I, I, I like fighting games a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would never have like really guessed that like fighting games would kind of bring somebody out of their shell like that. You know, it's not something mm-hmm. I, I ever attribute to like. I don't know. You run up, you hit somebody, you do it again. Ah, it's not that complex. <laughs> Always uh, complex. Let me show you a frame spreadsheet. Oh, God, please, <laughs> no. He'll do it. Don't get him started. Oh. Uh, I want to I wanna piggyback off what, what Colby said there because I have a game on this list that I think falls into a very similar category um, of probably the most important game to me over the decade, and that's StarCraft II. Um, a game that I have not touched in like three years, basically. Um, but I was, you know, I really enjoyed the original StarCraft back in, you know, early 2000s when I finally started playing it. And StarCraft 2 dropped in, in 2010 when I was still just about to finish high school. So, you know, me and a bunch of my friends really started playing it. Um, and then shortly after that, I went off to college and had like what I would describe as a not atypical college time, um, but feeling just incredibly lost and unable to figure out how I was supposed to kind of navigate mostly the social aspect of college because I didn't try very hard, so I wasn't too worried about the actual Mm. classes aspect of it. Um, Who does, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, like, I remember numerous times throughout my first, like, I would say six months over, uh, you know, when I first went to college, like, laying in bed... um, at night and thinking to myself like i made a fucking mistake coming here like i should not have done this i wasn't prepared for it i wasn't like socially and mentally equipped to like try to find a way to balance everything and then find a new friend group and like be social um but one of my good friends at the time you know had gone to the same college i did or vice versa and um we had you know at some point we're just like fuck it we play a lot of starcraft it's fun like let's try and see if anybody else is interested in starting a club because you know it'll be a fun way to meet people and like get together um and did that and like surprisingly ended up you know a bunch of people saw the horrible like 
one image posters that we put up all over campus and ended up being like, hey, like, that's really cool. Or like, oh, hey, I watched this, like, you know, intercollegiate competitive league for it. And I saw that we have a team now. So I'm like interested in joining it. And I ended up meeting like literally 100% of the friends I made throughout my college experience through the StarCraft Club. Um, And it ended up like over the span of two months going from like, physically thinking i have made a mistake i shouldn't be here should i even try to stay here for the rest of the semester to like i'm having a really good time i'm meeting a lot of people i feel like i'm finally starting to like come out of my you know out of my shell and into my own a little bit here and like have new experiences because the friend group that i made was just like they were good people they're you know a lot of them i stick i'm still in touch with to this day because it's like you know they're good people that i met and it was just a a communal bonding experience and that sense of community that you can find over something like that is is something that you know i think is really hard to find the older you get um just mm-hmm. because there's a lot more things that to take part of your life oh, yeah. but i think it is something that is easy to take for granted and how essential and how essentially it can change your entire like life and worldview to feel like you are a part of a community um and and I think for that reason, I felt like I had to keep it on this list because, you know, similar to Colby, like, it, it did significantly impact me. It made me do things I wouldn't have done. It, like, helped me meet people in a community. And, and I think that sort of an impact is, is something that can't be understated. Also, for a while there, every time I lost a game, I was forcing myself to go to the gym. So that was really good because I fucking sucked at that game. <laughs> um, but for a while there, I do mean, like, two weeks. What, uh, <laughs> what, what race so, did you, you play? Know. Uh, I played Protoss mm. pretty exclusively because uh, they were the easiest, I think. Um, and also they had cool lasers, and I was into cool lasers. Um, Who so, wasn't yeah, back in 2012? Game. Yeah. No. Lasers? <laughs> um, also, like, really, really, really interesting competitive scene to watch, I think. I think um, RTSs and fighting games are the two games that are easiest mm-hmm. to just watch definitely. and understand and enjoy. Um even if they're not the the most popular ones, they're definitely the ones that I think are the best. So I spent a lot of time doing that too. So I've gotten so hyped in my room alone just watching a stream. You don't even know. <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting on the edge of your bed, just flexing, just like sweating. Either, like, combo breaker, all that stuff, man. I'd be freaking out, like just in my own room, just like yeah, yeah, get it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, that's beautiful. It's very Michael. I think it. you're the. Yeah, I think you're the last one. All right. And then we'll do, well, we'll do another category after that. Yeah, so uh, the two that I had down are kind of bullshit compared to the shit that you guys just threw out here. Oh, so, we started hard. We're going to gonna go easy later. Don't worry. Okay, good, good, good. Well, then I'm going to completely go off of uh, what I had written down and do uh, mm-hmm. the games that actually impacted me the most. Because um, I've got a similar story with undergrad. Not in the sense that um, I couldn't make friends. It's just that I was kind of making not super Great friends? I don't know. I was mm. drinking a lot <laughs> and getting into weed, and it was not great all the time. Um, but the thing that I found myself really enjoying is I was very fortunate to have um, kind of gotten roped into a Dungeons and Dragons group. Mm-hmm. And that counts, baby. That counts. That totally counts. Yeah, it's a real life game. That it is a real life game with real life people. Yeah, they're all real life. They're all real life games. Uh, <laughs> they're all real life games. It's a game of the imagination. Michael is yeah. LARPing. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. Was there no. something wrong with that? We, we, we never crossed into that particular part of the abyss. Um, Maybe if you bully LARP. Okay, anyway. Okay. okay. Done right, with go this. on now. I want to hear about your D&D experience. Yeah, but, uh, you know, 
I'm a fairly logical person in the way that I like to think, but I try to be creative, and it doesn't always come out in ways, because I don't really keep up with music, or I don't really draw things, or I don't really write things. But D&D had two major impacts on me, and the first was that the group of people that I was with were just so good. I was always comfortable with them. We would laugh. I didn't have to, like try hard to be a person that I wasn't, which, you know, everybody does in undergrad as they're trying to figure themselves out. Um, And that was just a really positive experience because I wasn't, like, drinking with them or, like, you know, doing heinous acts, you know, getting (laughs) drunk and running from cops, Um, (laughs) which happened just twice. But (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But I didn't. It was just hanging out. Did you get caught? No. Yeah, you're good then. It was all good, baby. <laughs> Is this was that a confession? Um, uh, I think statute of limitations running from the cops is probably not that long. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. Okay, but these guys, these, I appreciated them so much for that to just be able to be in a room and be comfortable and be able to be yourself and to laugh. And you know, we did this for a couple of years or so, and uh, um, it was always this this incredible creative outlet. And it always pushed me to think in new ways or to uh, tackle challenges in, in different ways other than just like, oh, I go run up and hit it. It's like, uh, no, I'm going to convince everyone with this spectacular lie and then trap them all in a room. and then, um, Or I'm going to vomit spiders into their mouths. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes the most direct <laughs> way is the best no. way. Listen, guys, just I didn't tell you, but I can shit. vomit spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Real world applicable problems. You know, yeah. Um, but that's, you know, and that's something that, that group I still game with every other Thursday. And it's mm-hmm. insane to me how we just bonded over just Dungeons and Dragons. You know, we've, we've gone into like other games like Shadowrun and we're trying other, other systems out as well. Like I think I play the Star Wars system for about a session or two. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just this great creative outlet. It always makes me feel good to be with this group of people, um, that just accept me just as I am, and I accept as they are. And like one of them, one of them, I'm going to be a groomsman at his wedding uh, next year, which is just fantastic. I, I don't know. I yeah. Just wouldn't have expected it. But he's like, no, man, you're like one of my best friends. I'm like, oh my God, we are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? Like, <laughs> D&D, baby. And, uh, Games, man, they bring people together. They do. I think that's, that's the, the theme wow, that has so far been the thread of this episode. It's like, hey, Fucking community is, I think, interestingly, the one that we all gravitated towards first because it is incredibly important. And, I mean, think about the four different games that we all came with. Like, a single-player episodic storytelling game, fighting games, a tabletop role-playing game, and um, and, a, and a RTS. Like, four completely different games that still, like, besides their genre, were still able to, like, do that powerful powerful move so that was my very like biblical like you see god can do anything (laughs) (laughs) just cool i'm so happy that we're slipping into these personalities i got a school teacher duncan's a preacher i'm very excited to see what you two end up by the end of this episode i think just sad Uh, mr alex what's the next topic hey before Um, we do that can we take like literally two minutes i gotta pee yeah i also also would like to pee let's go all right
All right, so I think let's uh, let's keep moving with another category. Let's go with games you have wasted the most time in in uh, this last <laughs> decade, or you know, not necessarily the most time, but uh, games that have eaten up a lot of your time. I didn't. I I was gonna say more words there, and I swear to God, they were in my throat, and then said, "You know what? No, this is where we stop. The word stops here." Kind of just like um, tripped. So yeah. yeah, basically. Um, so I'll, I'll start this one because otherwise I'm gonna ask people to start every other one, and it's gonna be awkward. Sure. Um, so mine's gonna be really quick here. Uh, and Michael, don't be mad. Oh no! But also, Ooh. hopefully, you understand. I'm gonna say Divinity Original Sin. No! Wow. wow! Which is Ooh. a game that I absolutely, dearly, top to bottom love. Um, but it is a game that I have not beaten, that I have eighty something <laughs> hours in in Steam, and that I have played the first three hours of probably five times. Oh That's yeah, that sounds that sounds very Why right. Why do you guys because keep having to go Michael. back? 25 hours spent in Fort Joy. Michael and I uh, started that game very shortly after it came out because you can do a co-op run, and we played through the first one co-op and said, heck yeah, let's do this, Um, and got about 60 hours into the game Mm. and through some horrible technical issues, Mm. our save just got wiped from the face of the earth. It's not even in Um, the cloud. Like, it's just gone. It's just gone. Um, So since then, we have decided numerous times, well, you know what? Let's give it another shot, Uh, and every time we get, like, through the first three four hour section of that game and then just stop and then it's long enough that we're like "Ah, let's just it's a new edition let's just start over well what if we tried this architect well what if we did this? alex said this exactly like two weeks ago too just like i did i literally said (laughs) i had a save i was playing (sighs) on my own concurrently that i got about 15 hours into and then they moved to a new version of the game and it was no longer compatible I've spent so much time with that game not actually making progress, mm. uh, and I've loved every minute of it. Not a moment wasted. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it wasn't D&D, that was my game of the decade right there. <laughs> I love Divinity dead. 2 so fucking much that I'm it willing to put another 60 hours in, Alex. I absolutely know you are. We just have to find 60 hours Break coming uh, who up. Wants to go next. I've been thinking about playing it. You guys want? To I would love to start no, one with you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it would take so long with four players. I just players. want to trigger them both. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, if you're in that sort of mindset, Josh, why don't you want to talk to us about the t- game you've wasted the most time with? Game I wasted the most time on. Well, there's two, and you guys all know them. Why? Because That's... I mean, we play them together. That's true. Uh, I guess I'll say the first one. Uh, it's got to be CS:GO. It's got to be Counter Strike. Global offensive. Am I wrong? Mm. I checked my hour count the other day. It mm. just broke a thousand. Yeah, it, Alex, Ooh. aren't you over like yeah. two grand on that or something? No, I'm at like eight hundred hours. I'm what? at like three hundred dollars put into the game. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, see, he's put money into it. I put. I put. It's time gambling. I'm pretty much broken even. <laughs> oh it's no! Gambling. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Definitely that game. I, there's something about it that I just love going back to, knowing all the maps. I'm mean, sure there's a few here or there, but like knowing all the maps, remembering the callouts. You know, sometimes mm. the community could be garbage, but just I, the great voice chat that's never bad or racist I'll at say, all. I'll say most of the time it's okay. I'm, in yeah. my experience. In because hours, I'm top I can only recall you, okay? a because that I'm are terrible. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, uh, what's your other one? My other game. Should I say this game? Oh, I dude, feel like come because on. you stole Michael's. Don't, I mean, I don't, don't know. say it, dude. Don't say no, it. No, you can say it. I was just. Yeah. 
Okay, fine. We'll just say it. it's League of Legends. It's League. It's got to be League. It's oh, yeah. got to be League. It's got to be League. It has like, to I'm be. back into that game right now. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start grinding in League right now. I'm playing a TFT playing right now, guys. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> I do not actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm not. Okay, he's not. Like, I did honestly, have to check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just spit out oh, my, my teeth. <laughs> Oh, oh god it's one of those games it's the same thing it's the same concept it's a fun multiplayer game you can come back to you know it's well i mean you i mean you kind of know what's going you know on it's there. the map is still the same <laughs> yeah i mean it's just yeah. a fun game i like it's another it. sense of community type game too oh, like, yeah. I, I would not come back to that if i didn't always know i could get at least two or three people to do that with me oh yeah but yeah, yeah i've got countless thousands of hours in that game and it's a mistake actually thousands. in your friends specifically yes. <laughs> because actually the, the community for league of legends is kind not of great but uh, yeah it did once make me so angry that i decided not to play it for a whole year despite yep. you guys constantly inviting me to play Mm-hmm. Mute and feature. Then it just Ooh. came right back. That is some right love-hate shit right there, League of Legends. <laughs> yeah. But I'll keep coming back to it, and I'm going hard right now. Honestly, I've been playing more the past, like, three weeks than I have in a long time. So. Yep. You want to stop this fucking... Yeah, please help you me. You want to stop this podcast and play, play a four? Can we? Play yeah, a four, man? Just, maybe we just do it. Let's yeah. go do it. Let's, yeah, go. let's, let's go. do it. Let's do it. Before we do that, actually, maybe, Duncan, why don't you, why don't you give us a yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what? Yeah, actually, yeah. Mine is not League. It's not Dota, because those are two games that thank I you, think... Thank you. I definitely played a ton of time with this decade, but I love the time I spent playing them specifically because I knew you're gonna say no, that. You I trash know, human I know, but it's, it's because I <laughs> played them with friends and like it just. I don't regret any of that. I don't regret spending uh, time with people. Like I, I can never. Will you admit that you hated every minute of Dota that you played when I wasn't playing? Yes, with you? of course. But I didn't <laughs> play that much Dota when I wasn't playing with you. That's true. So my game that I've chosen is Overwatch because I just don't. I don't mm. remember anything mm. about playing Overwatch. Like I did play it with people sometimes, but even then, I just don't remember a lot about it. And it's a game that I spent a decent amount of time on but not significant enough that i'm just like i i got nothing out of that i have tons of memories of mobas and like funny things wow. that have been said and like achievements in this form of like skins and you know like mm -hmm. and champions and mm -hmm. thoughts about how like you know alex and i played dota and we're like we're going to win a game and just like lost 12 in a row like <laughs> i don't know in a row, it's yeah. not even a joke uh and a bad week it was you a bad are hitting week. me for real oh my gosh do i remember Overwatch? It's just like yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's just I a don't. game that like I don't have any feelings about that I wish I never played. So that's my game. I don't know. I, 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 I remember. I, I it, it was my life yeah. would not be impacted if I never played Overwatch. That is extremely. I true. would agree. Yeah, I can agree mm -hmm. with that too. I remember the first game of Overwatch I played, and then nothing else. Yeah. I like I, the characters. I remember having fun with it for a while, but yeah, I think at the end it was just like eh, this is kind of like. Why am I still exactly. here? I would totally watch an Overwatch TV yeah. show. But it's, oh, yeah. And maybe when they... I think the second one's going to have like some cool co-op mission stuff. But at the end of the day, you play mm -hmm. around. It lasts like five, ten minutes or whatever. And like the team wins. But I just don't feel anything from it. I, I feel like I didn't slave for 40 to 50 minutes to only to get fucking <laughs> murked. You know? And feel like a disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I can remember TF2 moments more yes. than Overwatch. Yeah. TF2. But I was younger. Yeah. I feel like that's a there's a, a certain yeah. age discrepancy that's a there. Thing. Uh, but anyways, yeah. yeah, that's my disappointment. Some of that prop hunt. Uh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Michael. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one. Well, I got four. 
I fucking hate playing video oh games, and they're a waste of time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, games in general, everything I said was a little. Yeah. No, Skyrim, I probably put it like three to four hundred hours in. Not on, mm. not online, mm. but uh, on the Xbox when that was there. And then, you know, yeah. when the modding community came out, oh, good lord, don't get me started. <laughs> and then there was Minecraft, which, you know, when that first came out, which was, I think Alpha was 2009. Oh, you know, I just didn't put that shit down that's a good one that was yeah. an addiction um but the two ones that i've probably put the most time in recently that i can really think of first one is factorio because that game is heroin it is dangerous <laughs> it is so fucking good Sorry. oh my god like i remember what, what brandon and robbie told me to play it and they you know talked it up for a while and i was like ah, i don't know it seems boring and then i played it and i booted it up and then I didn't put it down, and I'm not kidding, for seven hours straight. Mm. Like Love that sort of stuff. I did not go to sleep because it was just so good. Like wow. every every time you just sync things up, you know, you're getting into your own spaghetti code and you're just trying to figure out how to link things together the most efficient way. And it's just there's so much to it that I love. And then the other one that I've wasted the most time on, it's called My Time in Portia, which mm. is... Really? Yes. I would not have expected this. Which is a game that is hilariously bad. It's the only way to describe it. <laughs> it's it's so bad. It, it's it's jank. The writing is like a seven-year-old that was high, and like there's no story except your everything's like bright and colorful, and everyone talks like a child. But also, it's post-apocalyptic, and the church is trying to keep you from nuking the world again and there's a depressed robot uh that you try and like replace one of his legs with a plunger and then it sticks to the ground and he falls over there's it's it's so this sounds amazing it's so bad but i love it so much is it, is it kind <laughs> like, of like one of those games that has a ton of charm and you want to see how it progresses but like the game itself is bad yes a hundred percent it's, it's you know it's like a it's like one of those farming sims like stardew valley yeah. type um really bright and colorful and I've really come to love the jank, and yeah, that's, that's love the, the jank just, is a fucking term. It is, yeah. but you do you. It's just you know you know what it means though. Yeah. You feel it yeah. in your bones. Yeah, and you know I just sometimes I'll just come into work or I'll come at home after work, and I'm like I don't want to. Think. I thought let's get into work, and I'll lock my office door, and I will play that for four hours. Four hours, just on my time uh, as Portia. But I say it, it's a waste of time because there is a game-breaking bug where I literally cannot progress through the main story. It does crash every single time, and I'm so salty right now. Okay, then. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, oh, God. oh, it's so beautiful. Anyway, yeah, those are mine. All right. That's good. That's good. Um, let's get back into the let's get back into the the weeds with it though, and get back to some of these games uh, that have impacted us throughout the decade, right? Yeah. So I think we we kind of found a consistent thread, and now I'm curious to see where we go from here because it feels like we kind of burned our really strong ones early. So oh, I got a strong uh, one for all of us. Okay, all right, hit us. Game that hit us significantly. Let's talk about it. Now we're gonna let's shout it loud. <laughs> no, not oh, that one. Oh man. my gosh. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm talking about something a little more blocky. Blocky. Oh, oh my boy! Get with Minecraft. That Sweden. <laughs> what? Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> um, there it is. 
There's uh, the Minecraft. We gotta talk about Minecraft a little bit, right? We like, got it. Minecraft's on my list. We gotta, gotta talk, talk about yeah. Minecraft. That's almost like wasted time, but it's not, it's not wasted, wasted time. Man. It's not, but it's, it's not such a good wasted game. at all, man. I know it came out before 2010, but okay, we played it all the it, way through the yeah. whole entire decade. Yeah, it came out really in like 2010, 2011. Yeah, I think, it was Alpha before then. Yeah, Alpha was 2009. Yeah, whenever Microsoft bought it, that's the real release date. Actually, <laughs> I played it in 2009 on Alpha. Uh, okay, so so hit us with uh, wh- why was it the one that stuck with you? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just one of those games. Is it just you played it a lot, or I just played it a lot. Like I don't. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. How to, I don't even know why. I just booted one. it up and Deep I was like, oh, look at this. Key yeah, it's probably, it's, you know, it's got some. You know, it's a creative. It's a creative aspect of it all. You know, I can I can think about builds that I built probably in like literally built in 2011. I can think about. Oh yeah. Build. I, I remember do- I did like a like a pixel art of like Mudkip. <laughs> I, 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 that had to be 2011. And you put it on YouTube with your Dyson microphone, and you're like, "This is uh, my." <laughs> oh man, this is my no, Minecraft. I, I feel that deeply. I, I, yeah. The the creative aspect of Minecraft and the the level of creativity that has just kind of like, I think to this day still not quite been matched. Um, no. I mean, it, it speaks to the fact that it's what still maybe the biggest game in the world. If I don't know if Fortnite's bigger than it or not, but it's you know. Minecraft is still enormous. Like, it interacts parts of your brain that you don't normally see, but the way that it's all presented is like so incredibly accessible. Um, like, I I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't know, but the summer after I graduated from college, I like taught at a you know part time summer camp for kids, like teaching different STEM principles, and like I was teaching coding things, and I was able to explain basic circuitry and coding to students using principles from minecraft because it was a touchstone that every single person in the class had and it was a touchstone that like is clearly and easily presented in minecraft more so than in like textbooks and things like that so like the the game has some legs in terms of doing quite a bit and i think like you can't undersell its impact on games as a whole and how many things are trying to chase it and how many things have like leaned into the idea of crafting your own environment and world because of Minecraft and its popularity. Yeah, and, and can I piggyback off of it? You, it's it's accessible, but what's kind of crazy about it too is, despite this, you know, simplistic um, everything, you know, it's just blocks. It's pixelated. It's also incredibly immersive for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, when we boot up a game, we get a server, and there's you know four or five of us running around, we each got our own skins on, and you can identify each other, not just because there's a name floating above you, but just by the look, you know? And you, you, you start to build this map in your head as you explore this world, and you start to know your way around things, and, and you know, you, you run somewhere, and you just remember, like, oh, I took a left at this river, or, like, you know, there's this one clump of trees that's kind of sticking weird out of the mountain, and, you know, then it's this collaborative building where you're immersed it's your world you know you're taking ownership of it um and Mm -hmm. that part is just incredible to me the fact that you can be immersed in this shit for me it's like think about as an experience think about the first time you made a nether portal like jumping into these worlds and like this mystery this mysterious zone that this person's made with all these biomes and stuff like that this person i don't know <laughs> that that dude <laughs> that one man with the fedora uh like all the like kind of mystery and environments that he's made in the biomes it's just like it all wraps up to some calming yet chaotic 
world and it's very near and dear i think it's great yeah i mean it's a game that unabashedly does not have a point to it right it is just hey find the fun and one of my like top gaming experiences of my life has been like creating an idea for like oh we've spent you know you know, me and a couple of friends have spent 30 hours on the server building, like, our home base area and then decided, well, we, what if it was, like, in the middle of a town with a castle? Like, that would be cool. And then, like, planning it out for weeks. It actually, it may have been, like, a week and a half of, like, searching the map until we found the correct location and then finding horses to train those horses so they could carry our stuff and, like, we could ride them over there and then loading up all the luggage and deconstructing everything we had done for 30 hours to make this, like, you know, three-day in-game journey to get to where we wanted to like set everything back up like it can i forcing yourself to create these narratives is is incredibly unique with can i share a less wholesome memory sorry to i feel like i've talked a bit about this but like when i was i was playing multiplayer with a couple of friends on a server and it was like a big you know 64 person server with like clans and all these mods and stuff like that and uh, i was part of a very powerful clan um, that that uh, bullied a lot of kids. Uh, I, this was 2011 oh, no. or 2012. Oh you know, different. I was a different person. You were a different person. A different person. We bullied a lot of people into just like you know doing shit and like hunting them down. And there was a clan called the Snowy Owls, and we would hunt them down, steal all their stuff, and then come to a location point where they like we told them we were gonna give it back to them, and then we would dig a small hole fill it with lava, and then throw their stuff in the lava oh, as an act of yeah. power. Cyberbully. Yeah. What is bully. wrong with 2011 and, like, I think everyone was still having fun, maybe, but... Oh, I'm I having fun now. You're wrong. But I... <laughs> I was having I fun, so they so were so much fun. fun doing that, and it, it's something that, like, I've never been a real-life bully, but God... The mm-hmm. amount of experiences. Video games, you can live out all your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> but there was something so special about that that I will never forget. So that's my. That reminds. Uh, that, that's like the time somebody was like in RuneScape, let's go out to the wilderness. I'll trade you something real good. And then they killed me. And I was sad. <laughs> you were a fucking snowy <laughs> owl. Just a little cyber bully. What's wrong with it? Oh, good lord. On. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Uh, Josh, did you have anything else you wanted to add since the only Minecraft th- was the game you brought up? <laughs> yeah, the only other thing that I could think of after all that is uh, just, like, the ability to prank each other and, like, grief each other was <laughs> I don't, just some of the funnest, best stuff of that game. I, I have a specific memory of just, like, my friend had a full wood house, and I, would just, I had a bucket of lava, and I was like, I was just, like, <laughs> I was just, like, throwing it down and then picking it right back up, like, oop. I'm not gonna do it. Hey, like, do we just like <laughs> Minecraft because we got bullied as kids and this is our chance to get yes. back? We might. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and then his house, like, it was a big house. His house, like, fully cut, like, one of the sparks flew oh, off and caught his house on fire. <laughs> and, like, the entire crew, like, showed up. We all had to put this fire out and, like, burned half his house down. It's just some of the, one of the stupidest, like, dumb grief There's an amazing video of a guy trying to do a tutorial about how to make a fireplace, and he accidentally burns his Minecraft house down, and it's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. Maybe that's what we're looking It's the only funny place you can burn somebody's house down, okay? That's, yeah. gotta move on. I also have a Minecraft story that I would like to share. No, oh, I'm just no. kidding. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Who wants to to follow that up? I'll follow that up actually, because I think mine the the two that I had next are kind of very similar. Um, so in the vein of like 
the way that some of these games have shaped how we engage with like games or you know narrative or media or anything like that i have two games that are both kind of fit into that same mold or for the same reason um and i think i've talked about both of these games before on one of the more freeform episodes of the podcast but i want to narrow in on a specific aspect of them um and that those games are dark souls and as i said up top the outer wilds um specifically because both of these games give me um they, they like feed into the same part of my brain that I have then taken into every game I have played since touching these, um, which is they do an incredible job of presenting you a sense of space and like a world that feels, you know, either, you know, alive or dead in a specific way. And I think this is kind of like something that has been building up with games more and more. Um, you know, you'll see things like Gone Home mentioned a lot of times where, you know, it's presented this idea of, like, dynamic storytelling by picking up things in an environment. Um, but this is not like that. It's not like, hey, this is the focus of it. Like, the, your only verb is to pick up and read, right? This is, like, very much here is a world that is fleshed out that feels, like, deeply created, that feels like every nook and cranny had, like, some set of eyes on it. And that, like, gives me a sense of a world that I don't get in a lot of games. Um, and, like, a sense of how these things interact. A sense of, like, <clears throat> what life is like or what life was like in that particular place. And it's something that I think has, like, in some ways impacted my enjoyment of other games. Because I there are things that you will see in, in various games where it's like, oh, this is clearly, like, this was not a well-thought-out area. Like, this area doesn't feel alive. This doesn't feel like a world that people ever existed in. This feels like a set piece. Um, and that, like, when I come to that realization, it immediately dampens my enjoyment of, you know, whatever part of the game I'm playing right now. But these two games, like, so drastically nail that exact feel um, and again, extremely different games, and you know, I wasn't really even focusing on this in Dark Souls, but I definitely have the distinct memory of understanding sort of how this dead world like fits in and how it used to work, and seeing like remnants of what life must have been like um, in a way that like was incredibly satisfying. And Outer Wilds, like that, is the only thing you do in this game is you know interact with the world in various ways and like try to understand what you know life is and was like on the planets. Um, and I. I don't really have, like, more to say about it. Like, I don't have a way to tie that in other than saying, like, those are two games that have defined how I look at space inside of video games and, like, how I feel about existing in various worlds in games in a way that, like, when I was writing down games that impacted me over the last decade, I don't think I realized right away, um, especially because one of them I'm not even done playing right now, but I uh, just incredible masterclasses in existing inside of an environment um in much the same way that minecraft lets you get immersed in something like that i think this is the same but the opposite of it and like hey here is a finely touched everything is there for a reason set of worlds that's a that's a good good stuff yeah i was actually going to say to the like you literally just mentioned it there right at the end how michael said how the world's kind of become your own i, don't, I can't speak to the outer wilds but i can you yeah know, i play dark souls and in the same way how we kind of like know where everything is in Minecraft and it kind of comes a place we're familiar with Dark Souls is very similar to that whereas like yeah. we play the, the way you play through those games is very similar each time and like you you understand where everything is you know that place because partly because it does feel so much like it could be a place that could exist but like you know obviously you play it so much and the style how you kind of restart each section and everything responds like you know where the staircases are you know where the bosses are and 
mm-hmm. which is where everything is. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's part and of the, like the environments that in that yeah. game are like they're built so that you interact mm-hmm. with them in that way, but then thinking back they're all so evocative and they all have such a defined sense of place. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great experience. I'm definitely. intimidated by those games. What which one should I start with if I really wanted to like try to play them? Um, probably Dark Wait, Souls. The first one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Demon yeah. Souls was Demons, technically yeah. first, but that one is, I think, now okay. defunct. Uh, and also was, like, virtually impenetrable. Uh, Dark Souls is a good place to start, uh, but honestly, you can start at Dark Souls, Bloodborne, or Sekiro. Sekiro might be the easiest one okay. to get into, uh, but I think going from the combat and that to the combat of Dark Souls would feel I played most bad. Bloodborne, <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't know. It was fucking hard to me. It, they're, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah. That's the selling point. People say souls like are hard. They they're not joking. Yep. Um, Duncan, do you have something you want to? You yeah. Um, this is a topic that I have been thinking about probably for the entire last decade, and it is. And I'm putting this in a category because there are multiple games, and I don't really want to talk about them in depth because I think talking about them both ruins them themselves and. It doesn't really encapsulate my feelings on them by just telling you about them. So I've categorized them mm-hmm. into heavy Easter egg or fourth wall breaking games. So things <laughs> things like The yes. Stanley Parable, Pony Island, Doki Doki Literature Club, Frog Fractions, um, mm. um, uh, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's series, which I'm not particularly a heavy fan of, but is has been extremely popular and impactful to that sort of community in the last decade. Um, yeah. So I think it w- I would be wrong not to talk about it when I'm talking about these kind of games. Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out why I love these games. They're predictable in their nature, but like I love that they offer, specifically with fourth wall breaking games, they offer like commentary on the games that they're trying to portray. So like, for example, like Frog Fractions, is something I played, you know, a long time ago, but, like, it kind of introduced me to this, like, weird, like, your expectations are set as some stupid Flash game, but it, like, keeps evolving into more and more bizarre game genres, and it just, like, it just subverts your expectations in sort of, like, a lol random funny way, but also in sort of an interesting way with more other ones like Doki Doki Literature Club or uh, even the Stanley Parable. So I think the popularity of these games has been happening more and more in this last decade, particularly, I feel like. And I think I would be, I I would be upset if I didn't bring this to the table and say that this, these are games that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I still don't really know why I love them so much. It may be because of the commentary or it may just be because like, they're fun to me to address the player directly in that way. And I think that it's something that is kind of hokey and it's something that in movies, I feel like it's not done as much because it feels more, it feels just as strange, but I feel like games are something Mm -hmm. that it works more in because it's typically a solo experience and you know, you're playing, you're immersed and then they kind of flip the tables on you and start addressing you directly. And it makes you feel very, um, I don't know. It it gives you an uncomfortable feeling that I buy into very easily and I, I love it. And to me, they are hokey. They're powerful. They're funny. And they're just straight up my alley. And I, you know, I, I love them. So. Oh, I agree too. They're great. 
Also, I'll add, mm-hmm. I'll add in the Beginner's Guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beginner's Guide is great, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. Same I will also say I, I totally agree with you on pretty much everything you said. And also, fourth wall breaking stuff is like the absolute biggest hit or miss yeah. type of thing that you can Truth. drop into your game where it's like, hey, this will either be absolutely stupid and completely ruin your experience or it will like become transformative because mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love when games are willing to take that risk. Um, and even in that list that you said, there were some that were huge hits and some that were huge misses, yeah. I think. But and also man, to very, very cool. To speak device. also to like the 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 cultural like game cultural impact that like Five Nights at Freddy's and like fucking like uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of the name. It's a dumb itch. I.O. game. You're, you're being chased by a math teacher. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Those those games like. I see toys and Target for that stuff, and it's like it blows mm-hmm. my mind. It's, wild. it's so crazy yeah. to me, and to think that like a a horror indie horror game has toys and Target is like insane to me. And the amount of work that the guy—I mean, he's releasing them like every six months or something like that. It, they the crazy, the frequency man. in which he puts out these games and the way that people eat them up. And I I got I'm not gonna lie, I've I've delved deep into the lore that 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 guy is trying to make and i think it is not amazing but the amount of characters that he has of like up to 60 animatronics and the timelines and the mystery that he's created in the way that the community and sort of like an arg fashion has taken to like trying to discover literally there is a purple orange and pink guy or something like that that people are like well if the orange guy and purple guy were here like they don't even have fucking names like it's it's crazy it's amazing that is uh, actually amazing. Awesome. I had no idea there's Honestly, 60 yeah. animatronics. There, I don't know if that's the exact number, but there that's are excessive. a ton of... I mean, there's got to be up to that's seven really to cool. eight games by now. It's crazy. That dude yeah. made his riches off the merch, not the Oh, like, oh hell yeah. I mean, he's got three I'm books. Sure, yeah. He's yeah. got three fucking books. Like, yeah, really? he has a VR game. <laughs> wow. too. I like, it's crazy. And I have played a couple of them. They are tense. They are heart racing, but I it, they're still not good games. <laughs> it's a live action experience at that closed Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. So that's my thing. Uh, beautiful. Michael, what do, you, what do you got? You got something else for nope. us? Nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Actually, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I've i been thinking about this for not very long, which you know is a okay. great <laughs> wind up to this. Love to start with but that. But the thing, like, it popped up in my head almost immediately when I was presented the question, like, what is the game? that like changed your view about maybe like other games over time. And I just remember the fucking hype that Bioshock Infinite had. Mm. Do, do mm. you remember mm-hmm. how much time, like I just came over to your house and yep. would play on your computer because it was good enough to run the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we just spent so much time just like sitting around, just talking about different parts of it, discussing the characters, discussing the narrative, how the overarching thing, how it related to the other Bioshocks and what it all meant, right? What any of this means. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the kind of game that kind of stood as a high watermark for me, I think, just in terms of narrative and tackling like bigger ideas and bigger bigger questions right um and it was pretty early on in the in the decade um yeah and i would be extremely curious to go back and see how well all aspects hey. of that game hold up but i do remember having that feeling when i was like 
watching each I have other. exactly sorry to, sorry to interrupt but i actually just to speak to that i did because i've never finished it i've only played up to like the first or second world so i tried to play it again i don't love it i don't love it so in 2019 i can make a report that uh i i don't think it's very fun but go ahead that's fair i want to play it i'm scared to play I, it oh it's not it's, it's not a it's, scary game no, no, I'm not scared like that, but I'm scared to like because I remember I, I was really into it when I first played it. Oh yeah, and I finished I finished the game and I was like looking up you know stuff online immediately. Oh like, yeah, I, I don't understand that ending. What happened? Blah, blah, yeah, blah. I feel like if I were played again now, it I, I might think not be I'll, good. I think some of the discourse turned on that game because not necessarily because like the ending was bad because um, of all the hentai still, that like, got put out for it. There was a lot of hentai that got put out for it. Um, I still unapologetically love that ending. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think they do some really, like, that game takes such big swings, and they really do just kind of throw away entire subplots with no good <laughs> reason uh, for it Yeah, at the back half of the game. But I still think the primary plot and, like, all the weird interdimensional time stuff is extremely fun and mm-hmm. extremely yeah. cool. And it's, like, it's a game that, like you said, it evokes those sorts of questions, whether or not it like lands them. Like when that came out, which that has to have been what, like that was twenty eleven, maybe early twenty tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was not a you know we had had Bioshock one and we had a few other games that did stuff like that, but I think it did it in a it kind of brought it to the mainstream in a way. You know? Yeah, and, and that's that's what I tend to look for in games or media these days, and that's kind of what. Um, why it was so kind of it was almost formative for me right i mean i don't know i was what 19 20 when i played it probably 19 but mm-hmm. i, I love the idea of the multiverse you know i love the idea of you know life could have gone so differently if just something else had changed you know mm-hmm. um and that's the that's the kind of stuff that i love to think about and that was one of the first real hits for me in that sort of vein was was Bioshock Infinite. And I just, again, I remember coming over to your place, waiting for you to finish up a game by playing up some Ratchet and Clank, and then we'd go into this, you know, and <laughs> that was, uh, that was just one of my favorite experiences probably of 20, um, of the last decade. And again, maybe it wasn't yeah. so good, but it was really good for me. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, step let's aside, Alex. You know, uh, you know, okay. Hey, you think you're wow. a big man. You're the big host. Step aside, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're a big man. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do oh, this. Holy shit! I'm incredible. the host, baby. Now I'm the host. Good. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did this. Uh, it's just the, that bully Minecraft energy got me in a fucking space, man. <laughs> I'm ready again. I'm ready to be a bully again. Uh, shit. Oh, uh, you know what? No, you took the reins, though. Lead us in. I, this is something that I thought, so I wanted to take it. So. Think about 2010 you. 2010 you. Think about you You as, as however old you were. For me, it was uh, probably 16 or 17. Think about... I think that's probably going to be pretty much the think same about for games here. that yeah. came out within, you know, we'll say the last three or two or three years probably, that 2010 you, that little 16, 17-year-old sniveling boy would have just, oh, you would have just loved. Which ones? Kids out. I mean, I was jacked, but that's fine. Still sniveling, though. <laughs> Still sniffling. I guess I have one I could I could uh, yeah, write it real quick. Um, I already talked about it a little bit before, but I think you know, and it actually did just come out this year. A new Call of Duty yeah. just came out, mm. and I was not interested at all. Yeah. <laughs> but but I don't know something about it. Just it's like it's run its course, and I can't get into those games anymore. 
But I will say that if it was 2010, I would have been all over that. I, I camped out overnight for, like, Black Ops 2. <laughs> Holy like, shit, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. And, and I honestly, like, hold that, like, and I think that was, like, one of the craziest game things I've done. I camped out for Black Ops <laughs> yeah. 2. <laughs> so, like, I would have been great. all over Call of Duty 10 years ago, but no. Man, eh, I would so kill much. to get any enjoyment from killing Nazi zombies again. Oh, the classic zombie movie oh. way back when. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's literally not you the know. same. Like, they just exploded on it yeah. way too much. Yeah. Gross. That's fair. That's mine. I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Quick and dirty. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. That series has run its course. No, that's legit. I, I, I think we need to put it to, put it to rest. I do actually have one for this, yeah, too. Yeah, go for it. All right. What's now, now that it, now that Colby's coming up with this. You know, back in the day, I was a real Guitar Hero fiend. Same thing with Rock Band. Mm-hmm. You know, not so mm-hmm. much these days. I think something that, you know, 18-year-old me would have just drooled over is fucking Beat Saber. I like, still want to play that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You're seriously going to tell me you're not going to drool over Beat Saber? I just don't, I think, drool over I just don't think I'd get into it as much as I would have, like, I back in the day. I think on a PC. Oh, I <laughs> would do anything <laughs> I mean, to play Beat Saber. It seems like a cool gimmick, <laughs> but it's not something I would spend more than five yeah. or ten hours yeah, on. But, like, true. 18-year-old me probably would have just gotten lost in it. You know, just playing yeah. Ra Ra Rasputin on just repeat. <laughs> yeah, did anyone ever play Audio Surf? No. I played that this year actually for the first I love time. Audio Surf. All right, that's it. It doesn't handle doesn't sky music very well. well. I love them. So I uninstalled yeah. it. <laughs> None of those games handle ska music. <laughs> Nobody likes ska. Shut up! <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I. The the only one that really came to mind very quickly for me, um, for I think kind of, you know, Colby, you had said that um, Call of Duty, they kind of just like exploded and went everywhere with it. Uh, I The one that popped up immediately for me was Borderlands 3. Um, mm. I played the shit out of Borderlands mm. 2. I put like 40 hours into that game. I loved it. I enjoyed Borderlands 1 quite a ways through. Um, and like when trailers started dropping for Borderlands 3, it's just like that's... It's the same thing. Dude. It looks like literally nothing changed, but the problem is I've grown a decade, and I don't think the jokes seem like they're going to be very funny anymore. And, like, it, the trailers could have been out of 2010 for that game. Um, and by all accounts, I've heard that game is fine. It's nothing to write home about. It's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily good. But, like, the the turn I had taken from being so hyped up and, like, so into those games to being like i would love it if it looked like they evolved one tiny aspect of that game over the last decade Um, do you think that's part of the issue like they didn't age with the people Mm. that they were catering to i think so i think yeah i think they didn't age with it at all and also i think they just didn't learn any lessons from two like they didn't refine anything from what i saw it it looked exactly the same from what i hear it played pretty much the same the like, the stale points of the writing were still very stale. The high points were exactly the same as they were before. Like, they needed to evolve the formula or evolve something mm. about the game in a way. And they just. But isn't Claptrap funny, though? Don't we just love Claptrap? Oh, you can't go upstairs. <laughs> isn't that hilarious? Oh, Claptrap, bud. Your time's passed. Is the second one the There's one a... with the guy with the bird? Yes. Okay, Wait, no. That's the one Sounds right. No, the, the first one? 
The first one was the with Mordecai, I remember. He had the bird. Yeah, he had the bird. The second oh. one had the ninja guy that took his place. Never mind, then I played the first one. Oh, man. First one was good. Oh, he shows first up in the fun. second one, but you can't play him, right? Mm. This is yeah, super fun discussion. Yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, we got to move on. Duncan, I what do you have got? pretty much any Rockstar game. I feel like I would have, like, Red Dead 2 mm. or, like, GTA 5. Really? I feel like I would have enjoyed that, like, that sandbox, like, fuck around, kind of, like, you know, throw stuff around, put in cheat codes. I just... I don't think I could enjoy that anymore. I, and it's not like a point of like maturity. It's just like I feel when I launch a game like that, I feel guilty. Like I'm like, I shouldn't. I should be doing something more productive. I can't get immersed enough in it <laughs> to like enjoy it. Like if I launch like, you know, a multiplayer game with you guys or like, a, you know, a game for the podcast or like a, you know, Slay the Spire roguelike game, something like that. I just don't I just don't have fun with those anymore. And I think I would have I, I know I did in the past. And also um, the other one would be like would be Soul Calibur Five, which I did purchase, um, and and did I have that. not mm-hmm. played it since we I came over to your place and played it a little bit. Uh, it it's <laughs> lost its magic entirely for me, which is really sad because I loved those games, and I think it was just like I thought about like what did I actually enjoy doing about this game, and when I really thought down to the bare bones of it, and it was just literally making the characters in the fighting yep. game, and you know hitting them around and like making funny ones and cool ones. And I'm like, that's just not something I do anymore. You know what I mean? And it's like, it was just, Yoda. it's just Yoda. Like yeah. It's the Yoda. Yoda and the yeah. apprentice and like Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, was that, was that four? Four. Or? Yeah. Four. Yoda I love them. Yeah. It's like that. Or Xbox that version of one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so it was but. very sad that I made that purchase and immediately was like, Oh, this has lost all of its magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's a harsh realization yeah. to be fair. Uh, all right, I think what? we oh, can damn. we can move on to our final round of of games of the decade that we want to talk about. Uh, you know, just oh. I have a lot left on this list, so I'm gonna try and pare it down to one more game to talk about. Yeah. Um, try and find which one of these I have something actually interesting have, to talk about, and I'll add in Mass Effect Two, one. <laughs> The Last of Us. Well, okay. Well, I guess I'll start this one. Last of Us doesn't I guess count. I'll just start this. One. Last of Us doesn't count. I, it was actually going to be Mass Effect. Yep, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, That's fine. It, it's probably uh, it's not the game I'm going to talk about. I think that game was great. I think that game was formative for me, but it, was it wasn't impactful. like you know, it was incredibly mm-hmm. impactful. But I've talked about Mass Effect Two enough. That game was great. That game holds up. Go play Mass the Effect Two. series. No. Okay. Uh, does anyone have anything they know they want to talk about right now? Yeah, I got some. Let's hear it. Let's do it, man. Okay. Okay. So um, one game that I do want to bring up that I loved so much. Still playing. I love this game. Celeste. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. That was in pure stereo. (laughs) Wow, wow. I gotta bring this game. Y'all hang out way too fucking much. (laughs) Yeah, true words have never been spoken. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like I'm really, I really like um, games that have good soundtracks. Honestly, that yeah. could be what it is. There's another game that we have to talk about, but yeah, Celeste for sure. The gameplay feels feels so smooth. Like it has a good storyline that doesn't have a lot of over explaining. You know, it's all about uh, it's, you know, it, it, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautifully <laughs> simplistic, I think. And I think I, I do want simplistic. Alex to play it, so I'd love to talk about it. But I think you should, you know, I do want to. I want to dive in a little on that. Um, soundtrack yeah. thing because like how much how much of this decade in games for you specifically josh has been defined by 
like moments that line up well with soundtracks or games that you can like listen to after the fact on Spotify and like yeah. recall memories of it. Well, I think for me personally, like literally every one of my top tier games has that good soundtrack with it. Uh, I'll just name a few games that like instantly come to mind, like mm. Doom, right? Doom 2016, like mm, that soundtrack. Yeah. I listen to that. I forgot game, about I that one. I go hard <laughs> on that soundtrack. Something about it's so good. You know, Celeste is amazing. Even some tracks in Tekken I can really enjoy, or like Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. that like calming, relaxing soundtrack. That's a, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, all, all the all my top games have soundtracks that that are just amazing, and they will definitely like boost them up to like a crazy levels. That's what really like sells games for me. Um, and and I, honestly, Celeste is probably the one I've been listening to the most. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I yeah. gotta bring it up like that. I don't know. It's a I game mean, I've listened I, to the soundtrack. It's good. Yeah. See, that's okay. That's also another thing I gotta bring up. I gotta, I gotta mention on that. <laughs> you listen to the soundtrack beforehand. I held off, which I don't normally do. Like, I'm not big like on like all kinds of spoilers. Certain kind of spoilery things I don't like, but like music is not one that would really bother me. But I love the fact that I held off on Celeste. So if you have not heard Celeste, I don't recommend listening to yes. it. I recommend just going into the game and experiencing for the first time yeah. in game. That's one of my yeah, yeah, just one of my favorite things ever. Like I don't know, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. I don't know, just place. No, that's legit. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Also, um, there might be an episode coming out about that. Maybe teaser. I want it. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. That's all. Eat your do. fucking uh, brain, dude. Um, I gotta get out of this bully <laughs> mode, man. I gotta get out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat your brain. I'll eat your brain. He's not rich. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> we only eat the rich. I'll I'll go I'll go next because I want to I want to get this one out before Duncan potentially steals it. I don't know that he would. But I don't think I gotta so. do it anyway. Um, so this one is it's actually not one game. Um, it's a game studio. Um, and I'm just putting it all under the umbrella of Fuck! Super Giant Games. <laughs> wow! Wow! There it is. Damn it! You love to hate to see it. <laughs> I was ecstatic when I found out the Supergiant started in like 2011, I think, was when Bastion came out. So, like, wow. all of their games count for games of the decade. And just Supergiant is one of the only studios that I can look at and be like, I don't like they don't need to tell me what their next game yes. is. I'm already on board. Every game has been so different, and every game has had at least one aspect of it that was completely overwhelming and phenomenal. Um, I haven't played Hades yet. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to dip into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped playing Transistor after a while, but I was really enjoying myself. I don't actually remember why I stopped, but Bastion and Pyre were phenomenal. We have an entire episode on Pyre. Don't go listen to that one, but we do have <laughs> an episode bad. on it. <laughs> I, I liked that do one. Do not listen to that. <laughs> I appreciate your support in your lies over the years, but it was a bad episode, and we both know it. Um, God, it's just, it's so weird to have a studio I can point to that it's just like they are different in everything that they do. And that has kind of like the way that I look at other studios is then kind of influenced and like, yeah, they might be doing a different game, but they're not doing a different game right like they may you know they may have done uncharted and then the last of us and like yes it has two totally different tones to it but like also it's kind of just the same game and one of them's just serious and one of them's a blockbuster movie um and 
But you you can't say that with Super Giant. Everything they've done is completely unique and different and like huge big swings and somehow they managed to land it every single time and also I think some of the best yes. music of the decade in every single yes, game Yes, I fucking love the music of Supergiant. Also, how do you go to to your point like Astral Basketball to like to singer with a <laughs> cyber sword and a fucking horrifying steampunk. I don't know. It's great. I love it. I love their their games. It's it's very good. And Bastion mm. when it came out was like transformative to i think the way that games interact yes. narratively with the player like the way that action games interact because it was i mean a it was just beautiful in the way that the world builds around you but this idea that has kind of been picked up a couple of different places of like you know the framing of it being within a story and the game taking that opportunity to then explain to you what you're doing as you're doing it is like a, a narrative device that is again it happens a lot more now but it's so good. Like it, it makes what you're doing feel so much more weighty than if you were just doing it and like not getting any feedback whatsoever, which is how most games work. And like, it, it's still fine, but it adds a punch that you just mm-hmm. don't get. Otherwise, like even if you're just like, you know, fucking around and running in circles and not doing anything, or you're just like whacking a tree. Like the game has a, like it will comment on you doing that. Mm-hmm. Like the narrator will comment on you doing that. And it's such a, a powerful tool. Um, and it, it definitely super giant would win developer of the decade for me by probably yeah. a wide margin, I think. All right. It's literally like small things like that. And like the musical cues and just all that kind of stuff that really like makes things cinematic and like meaningful while you play these while you play these games like people even do this on youtube now right they'll just record you know it'll be like the most boring footage ever but they'll edit and edit it in such a way they'll put dramatic music behind it and it like really makes an impact yeah it's like Mm -hmm. you can tell they're just putting care into like every little thing that they make in this game and it's that care that really comes through and makes it right Mm -hmm. everyone go play fire they've thought about everything that was my we had a topic that was like (laughs) a game you wish your friends would play it was fire yeah. Um, I yeah. I think you and I are the only people yeah. I know who have um, fired. Can I God, go now? So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my topic. I, I last. <laughs> Why did you ask like that? <laughs> Bad off-brand article. <laughs> Can I go next? Oh, <laughs> um, mine oh, was shit. in similar vein to just like being like ah a studio. It was Lucas Pope with. Papers, Please, and Return of the mm. Oberdin. Yeah, These two games, wow. similar style Fuck. of just, like, the music and, like, the gameplay just kind of all synchronized to something beautiful. But even more, I'm, you know, I'm learning game development and game design more and more each day. And I'm, you know, putting a lot of my time and effort into doing such. And Lucas Pope is, like, and I'm not working on anything that's, like, you know, super interesting or anything like that. But he is one of my, like heroes and inspirations for thinking outside of the box and making something that's so mundane as like checking papers or like being an insurance broker essentially like into something so beautiful and meaningful and narratively driven that like i i just in the in the graphical style too like of papers please was like this bizarrely color palleted like you know communist wet dream that like i just don't understand <laughs> and like it, it it shouldn't work with One me but it, it does and the same thing with return of the Oberdin is like i i don't see a simple single reason why it was in that style of like old you know like macintosh or 
you know old pc graphical style but it works and it, there's no reason why it is that way except other than it just works so he is another one of those where i'm like anything he makes i will be interested in even if it doesn't look that interesting i believe that he will put something amazing out so very pleased with yeah. his games um as well oh man i need to play you really need to play return you of the Oberdam. papers please uh, I feel like you could play it for I think a everyone bit should play and get the please. idea, but Oberdin is a big energy. Like, you need to play that game. And I think it's good that I haven't seen a whole lot. There hasn't been a lot of uh, yeah. PR or whatever you want to call it around that game. Uh, and I need, Super I need big one. inspiration. You do. Also, unlike Pyre, definitely do go listen to our episodes oh on God. Return of the Oberdin and Papers, please. Even Those were you, good episodes. They were actually very good. If you good. want to play Return of the Oberdin and don't want to get spoiled, literally just listen to our funny intro bit, and then you can go play Return of the Oberdin, because it was funny. Oh, I it forgot was funny. about that. That was so that was good. good. That was really good. Um, Michael, do you have any, any final games you want to talk about for the decade, or have you run through your list? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done here. I think we've talked about, okay. like, every like you're saying things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. No, that's super good. Yeah. Why can't I no. think of anything <laughs> on my own? Why am I such a piece of shit? Um, and... and <laughs> <laughs> I think the only uh, other thing we have to mention is yeah. Nier. I mean, we should mention Nier. Yeah. Um, God, Obviously, we, we did a few episodes on that, but yes, we and, we don't yeah. have quite as many hours on Nier as we do on Life is Strange, which I counted during uh, the the time that we took a brief break. There, we have I think sixteen episodes Jeez, on Life is Strange. So, what sick. are we doing? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we have we have three very good episodes on Nier Automata. Um, so go listen to those. But what a what a game! I don't think it like. It didn't transform anything for me, but what? man, what an absolute man. masterclass in like storytelling, you know? Yeah, that game is on my top. It's got to be top five all yeah, time. I agree. It's definitely my like, favorite I soundtrack. Like, <laughs> like literally, oh. I hate you so much <laughs> that he never listened to. <laughs> oh, it's it's such a a beautiful work. It's so. Like, the way that its story unfolds is so well done. The characters are, like, consistently get deeper and deeper over the course of, like, the, you know, 20 or 30 hours or whatever the, you, you run through that game. Um, the only thing I have to say is it's, it's just so hard to, like, sell people on doing it, mm -hmm. being like, it's going to be so good. You're going to love it, but you might not love it until 12 hours in or so. I've but been, my God, there's a significant amount of weeb you need to get yeah. past. Significant. <laughs> I've been telling my coworker like, not weekly, but every once in a while, I'll just be like, "Listen, you got to keep playing that game." Like, cause she got into it initially. I'm like, "Listen, you keep playing it. <laughs> you don't stop. You get yeah. through, and then you get through it again, and then you get through it again, and by mm -hmm. the end, you're you can't stop yeah. thinking about it's it. It's a mm -hmm. it's a beautiful game. And you guys thought you guys yeah. fucking thought we could wrap up today without me talking about the fucking game and the music. Undertale oh, was no. my game. Oh, God, we decade. almost made we it. Almost oh. made it, but I can't not oh. say it. I want to just say we're gonna do a podcast episode on it. 2020, new decade. I want to do will. a podcast. I want to get these two chumps on it. I want to be in on it. 2020 does it hold up? I never played it. I'm gonna play it for the first time. Come and check it Come out. Come and check it out. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all I was gonna say about it. Well, That'll be good. 
Hey, as long as we're doing last minute shout outs, I do want to, I didn't want to be contentious. I did have Firewatch on my list, but I didn't want to get into it. Yeah, I have Dropsy on, on my podcast, list. But Firewatch was great. Go check out Firewatch. PUBG. Really? <sighs> PUBG was on my I, list. That was on my list too. There's six I want to more talk games about. on my list. Um, but we got to stop. We've been going for like an hour and 40 minutes or something yeah. at this point. Um, and at Too some point, we're just going to start saying, hey, you guys remember Wii Sports? <laughs> that game was really good. Well, wasn't Wii it? Sports was transformative. Wii Sports was amazing. It's Octo Chess. All right, go um, we got Octo stop. Chess okay. Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, that um that that wraps up. I overall I would say you know, a real strong yeah. decade for games. Been uh, a great decade. I've only been alive for two of them, but this one was the better <laughs> of the two. I think. Never been a better time to be playing video games. You know? That's Ooh. true. I've heard that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard that somewhere. It's yeah. I, I sincerely, I think going through this list and like spending some time and thinking about it really did. You know, it it made me appreciate what we have with games, and it made me appreciate like how impactful they can be on me, and like the different aspects of my life that are influenced by games without necessarily thinking about it, um, and especially you know with it being such an integral part of of my life and my friend group and everything. Like, it was a it was a good time to sit back and reflect. I don't know that there's any way I could ever pick like a game of the decade, but just thinking back on the decade and what games have come out and how games have changed and how narrative has changed and how like the culture surrounding them is radically different than it was in 2010. Um, so it's been a really interesting, exercise. you know, yeah. literally take really what has. you just said and put weight of the world under it. I was, I was literally listening to it <laughs> in my head while you were talking. Oh it almost God. fits 